You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. Hello, dear listeners. Before we start today's episode, um, I do have a couple of announcements I'd like to sort of get through first, so bear with me because this stuff is pretty important. At the top of the show, you heard this Screaming Pods stinger. That is the last time you're going to hear this stinger. This is our final episode as part of the Screaming Pods Network. Uh, we've certainly enjoyed our time here. Do not unsubscribe from the the network's feed if that's where you listen to us. Uh, there's a good chance we're not the only show you listen to, so don't unsubscribe. There are great shows on this network. If you only listen to us though through the network or you want to continue listening to us, you won't be able to find us on Screaming Pods anymore. So what everybody should do is just find our show right now on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, if it's Stitcher, whatever, just type in Good Times, Great Movies and subscribe to our personal feed. Um, we're leaving to join another network, a network that's just starting up and a network that we have a pretty big uh, hand in starting. Um, it's called The 25th Frame. It's not quite up yet, but it will be up very soon and we will certainly give you all the information you need when that does happen. Uh, that'll be a network that is more of a multimedia network, actually, with blogs and YouTube channels, YouTube content, as well as podcasts. So that is where we're going with this show. The other thing that I do want to let everybody know, though, is our show is not going to change. You know, we told you guys uh, about a month or so ago, probably more than a month ago, that we had big changes happening in 2019. But the show itself will not change. The content will not change. Our logo changed. We now have merch. We added bonus content. We're moving to a new network. But the show itself, the show that you like and the show that you listen to, will not change at all. Our Patreon will not change at all. That bonus content that we recently doubled will not get knocked down or will not change. All of this will remain the same. And that's really the one thing that I, I want everybody to know. So thank you so much for sticking with us. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, but this is our last show as part of the Screaming Pods Network. Thank you, and let's start the show. It's close to MMA, but at Kumite, you're allowed to throw chalk in your opponent's eyes and kick them in the balls. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch Bloodsport. Welcome to another episode of Good Times Great Movies. We are an 80s movie podcast. Every two weeks we watch a movie from the 80s mm -hmm. and then we talk about that movie. I am one of your two hosts. My name is Doug McCambridge and with me as always is Jamie Lorello doing crazy splits. You need to stop that right now because that looks like it is. I'm just stretching. I'm painful. stretching. 
I'm getting my I'm, I'm opening up my pelvic floor, which is very important for karate. Do you need the ropes? Are the ropes <laughs> important to this? Because that's to show. That's so I let go of the outer pain. I have to tell you, I don't want to spoil my thoughts on this movie. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm that's not fine. Spoil no, my no, thoughts. Okay. No, that's fine. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Spoil my thoughts. <laughs> what could your thoughts be? Because my thought was Forrest Whitaker's in this. That was my <laughs> thought through the entire movie, I, put, I think. I put like Forrest Whitaker and the government are after him. <laughs> I expected some sort of confrontation between Forrest Whitaker and his partner who seemed to cut him off all the time when he was talking yeah. to people and be like, yeah. listen, rookie, this is my thing. Forrest right. Whitaker seemed exasperated through the majority of, like, the first half of this movie. Well, I think he stands out in a place like Hong Kong. Because they're all, aren't they all shorter, too? And he's so you tall. Think so? <laughs> you think so? Well, like, I, is there a sketchy alleyway that they could lead you through where this Kumadin fighting happens? Uh, it's Kumate. But... <laughs> It's close enough. Kuma, I think Kumadin's a blood thinner medication. Maybe but either is way. the style of fighting, and Kumite is just the event itself. This super secret event that everybody seems to know about. Too. I know, I know. The reporter can't get in, but then somehow she's just all slutty and gets in. And what with is them. with this report? I don't understand. She didn't need to be in it. She. Let's be real. They needed to have some kind of like female, but they didn't even need that. Oh, they they did didn't not need, need it because Mm-mm. I think we could have seen those Van Dam buns without her in the shot. Because oh yeah, that was and a the love shocking affair scene. <laughs> You, it wasn't when, well, when she it. sat up in the bed and was clearly wearing a nightgown, but still yeah. did not let the covers go beyond no, the you straps. Didn't even see nipple? Yeah. No, no, yeah. nothing. And like she was just sitting up, and then suddenly flashed to man ass, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was not ready to see that in this movie. Very tan, very, <laughs> very, very tight, very. <laughs> Anyway, I was thinking when I was watching this, my New Year's resolution may be to get in Van Damme shape. I don't know if that's oh. possible, but I'm thinking about it. Yeah? If I could have a Japanese man just hit me with sticks a lot, I think that would help. <laughs> that, and then blindfolded, you'd have to pour your tea for tonight. <laughs> One of my favorite moments in this movie was his blindfolded, I don't know. Tea service? <laughs> And I like how impressed the mother was. You know, the whole reason for him doing this is this guy who I'm glad his wife told the police that he's very sick because he just looked sleepy. Like he (laughs) did. He just looked like he was just had woken up from a nap. I was like, this guy doesn't seem terminally ill or anything. No, no, he just seemed really tired. And and maybe he just missed his family cuz he had a whole other family in Japan that he left with the wife and How kids. old is this man? I was like, <laughs> He's like the bombs got them. dropped on Hiroshima and his wife and children were killed. So mm-hmm. he came to America and now has and a new family. Anew. And a son who's what 25? No, not in the beginning. He's not 25. No, 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 but Oh, no. But- no. <laughs> No, but after the son is dead, how did this son die? I I have a oh, lot okay. of questions. questions. This movie. questions I want yeah, to know yeah. what happened to Jean-Claude Van Damme's real family. What happened to these people? <laughs> I know. I know. They made a deal with this guy. To t- right? Okay. And what was the deal exactly? What was the deal? The deal was like, I don't know. Take this kid off our hands. It's all right. That's cool. But he'll, what? Like, he'll live with you and be a punching bag for your son. 
<laughs> I'm not that. What are you trying to steal a sword? Well, I guess that. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so let's back it up since I'm walking us through. You know, I like to be very, um, I like to be very thorough. Oh, well, I no, no, no. Through. I understand yeah. that. Yes. And we are talking about blood sport. I mean, with all yes. the Van Damme and the punching, you wouldn't have any idea what movie this is because it could be any Van Damme movie, to be honest. But this was, this his first? This think, was his first, I don't like, know if major role? this is his role? first film. Oh, this is his first major role. Remember we saw him dancing in the background and <laughs> <in> breaking? <laughs> How could I forget? (laughs) And again, Breakin' was a canon film, and Bloodsport is a canon film. All right. So these guys that made these terrible, terrible movies for canon just put him in the background, dancing like a lunatic, and was like, I don't know, can he do splits? Let's see. Let's give him his own movie. I bet they saw his bare buns before, oh. and that's why they casted him so much. They were like, this guy's got a tush. Oh, I could only imagine during the audition process, he just stripped down to nothing. It was like, check said, this out, guys. Check out my cheeks. Check out my cheeks. Bring two chairs <laughs> about arm's length apart. You're going to see some great stuff now. Hold I'm going to do some stuff. I'm going to do it here. But he is. He's a. He's a. He's a... Champion of what? What is this? Is this martial arts? Yeah, this is this. I is mean, a I guess it would arts. be considered mixed martial arts because there's punching okay. and there's kicking and there's kicking. Yeah, all sorts of but things that are totally illegal in any legitimate sport. Oh well, you're not allowed to blind your opponent in any well, that, sport. That powder that he just grabs out of his—that's a dirty fighter. That guy, yeah, dirty. Fighter. I liked how his corner man his trainer whoever tucked what looked like a tums into his pants <laughs> what is this all about i didn't know it was chalk or something i thought it was some kind of magical mystical powder oh, at first i was like what oh, are we doing here right. now with like this? That. or i thought he was gonna get like really high i thought it was some kind of like oh. cocaine or something he was like throwing at his face <laughs> and then he was just gonna start kicking like a windmill i don't know all right let's let's get on with this let's all get right. into so, this <clears throat> so I didn't mm-hmm. realize till the end that this is based on a true story. <laughs> did you do research about that? Because I didn't. I didn't because I didn't realize till the end. And I, it, how accurate is it? Oh, let's talk about it at the end. Okay. Let's okay. wait until the end because okay. I have things to say. There was a lot I found out. Oh. Frank Dukes <laughs> was a real person, is a real person. Yeah. Yeah. Who, quote unquote, did these things. Did that other guy, was that other guy real, the bad guy? Oh, I Did he really no kill idea. people? That oh. guy had a strange look about him. Did, like, oh, it was he so is, scary, evil, and very puffy. He just, he has a look where if he was not totally <clears throat> jacked and totally ripped, he'd just be a fat guy. You know yeah, what I he mean? Looks, like, he, he looked like a, yeah. Yeah, he just looks huge, like, built like a truck. Like, it, it, yeah. It, yeah, he doesn't look... Lean, he just looks strong. I don't know. Why am I criticizing this guy? He's he's huge. He's the champion. He's, he's the champion of the Kuma, Kumalala, whatever and it's he called. Kills, Kuma. How many of these guys does he actually murder? How about the one that he, he sticks his bone out when his bone's sticking out of his oh, leg? That's pretty great, yeah. Well, the last, that's the one that he kills, the one they're upset about. I think the rest of him, he just hurts real bad and maybe almost kills. But he he has killed 
won before at the last competition. That's what he's kind of known for, I guess, is killing the enemy. I think he wanted to kill that drunken wrestler. Jackson? He, he did try and stomp on his face. He and, did stomp on his face. Yeah. And, it, and he did, was happy about it. I loved it. how he was drinking beer in the hospital. And I was like, I don't think you're allowed to do that. This guy was drinking beer. He was prepping for the first uh, fight by drinking beer. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's the proper way to prep. I don't know that standing in splits is either. But I definitely no. don't think that drinking beer is. So, <clears throat> all right, we're ahead of ourselves. I know, so, I, know, so I, know first, I know, I know, I know. I just want to get meet... to the fights. I want to get to... I know. This movie is training montages, fights, and a very long flashback with my favorite character in the movie, a young Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> what is wrong with... Okay, okay, wait, okay. All right, okay. so we're in Hong Kong. We're in Hong Kong. Well, eventually, we, get, we start off in Hong Kong. I wrote an Asian city, but late, later we find out that it is Hong Kong. And um, we we learn about this battle that happens, mm-hmm. and then then we get to see Dukes or Frank is Jean Claude's name. Sometimes Frank Dukes. they call him Dukes. I mean, it's, but, it's Frank Dukes. So yeah. yeah, it's both of those names. It's both. He he goes to visit this family, this little Asian family. This little woman op- well, opens the door. I, I, oh, hold on, hold on. You're. Go ahead. I mean, you're flying through. I understand this, but he's in the military. I, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that's something that. <laughs> I don't understand when the police – are these guys police? I don't know. Like He says something for the government. I guess because maybe he is so strong and has such great fighting skills, the government is sort of protecting him in a way. They don't want him – he's going to flee and go to Hong Kong for right. this fight. So is and he they kind of like, know that. Is he like a – single killing machine and they're like we cannot let this guy go like i don't understand why he's in the military how he got to the military no we none don't of that, that is explained why they no. want him back so badly well they, he's with them in the beginning he is with them because he's and there's a there's an, a government agent or somebody there to kind of watch over him and it's sneaky he goes to take a shower <laughs> right. and he disappears yes and um because he's always he's disappearing. Dead. How about at the end when he's just on the plane? He's like, come on, guys. Oh, Where have you been so the whole sneaky. time? He's so sneaky. You got to love it. With that, like, all comb off to the side hairdo he's got going he on. He has such a Jean-Claude. little boy's haircut. It's he adorable. Does. It's adorable. so bizarre. He's adorable. I never thought I was attracted to Jean-Claude Van Damme, but in this movie, he's an adorable blood sport machine. It, it is funny because we could we could certainly talk about our, our, you know, action heroes of the 80s and 90s. And he was always on a lower tier. He was not a Schwarzenegger. He was not a Stallone. He was making B-movies and watching this, like, for an early movie by him, he was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. I thought he was great. I was pretty impressed. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Now, the young... Okay, let's get to there. Okay, so yes, he's 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 in the... he, He works for the military or the government somehow and they definitely want to protect him. Um, and then they, um, but he breaks out and like you said, visits an elderly Japanese woman. Yes. And when he gets into the house, he sees the sword on display and the sword gives us this whole kind of this whole flashback. It is a montage lengthy that then we see. flashback. Very like lengthy. Cause there's lengthy a lot we need flashback. to know. There's a lot we don't need to know about why he's the, in the government or why the government uh-huh. wants him so bad. But we do need to know about his history here with this oh, family. It's so funny. And during this flashback, I love how every now and then they go back to 
real time or, or present day. And it's just yeah. an image of him staring, just staring straight ahead to remind us, oh, this is all a flashback. <laughs> but every like right 20 now. seconds, every they have to just do like, it. Yeah, they just want you to know, no, he's still thinking about yeah, all I'm of this. I'm too invested in the story of this yeah. boy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, wait, this is just a flashback. So part of this flashback is that as kids um, – Frank and two of his friends break into this guy's house to steal this sword. And when they when they're getting caught, the two kids escape, but Frank just kind of stays. Stands and it's kind of like, oh. Just now, there. let me ask you this oh, yeah. cuz you were going to talk about Frank as a kid mm-hmm. being your favorite character. Does he have some sort of mental problem <laughs> as a child? <laughs> and I mean that in the kindest of ways. Uh, oh, of course. Does, no, the- I think Is so. Is there something wrong with I, him? I, I believe that he just worked it out as he went. Maybe blows to the head actually corrected his mental issue. Because he's got, like, I don't know if they told that young actor that played a young Von da- Van Damme. Von Damme. Oh, nice. Um, you like that? Yep, classing um, it up. Like, what accent does Van Damme, what accent does Jean-Claude have? But Where he's, is he from? He's from Belgium. Um, okay. You know, I was really workshopping a Van Damme today. Yeah, I was hoping you'd come at us with one. It no. sounded, it was either French and sometimes Dracula seeped in, so I realized I wasn't going to use it. Okay. But no, he's from Belgium. Well. And this kid's accent is bonkers. It's I don't terrible. Know. Or, or, it's terrible. It's just dubbed, and it's dubbed. Yeah. Like, clearly yeah. he's not talking, but whoever is talking is an older man trying to sound like a teenager, but doing a terrible job of it and yeah. just tripping over words. Yeah, it comes off terribly. I really was like, is there something wrong with the young young Frank? Is that what happened? Was, was Also, I want to know who was the, you know, who was in charge of costumes for this? Because did you notice he was wearing a San Francisco Giants hat, the baseball team, and a New York Giants, the football team, <laughs> jersey? <laughs> like, they just sent somebody out. I was like, I don't know, where are they? San Francisco? Uh, they have teams. What's the team? Uh, the Giants. Go get a hat. Go get a shirt. And they came back with these totally different colors different logos but i guess they just went i don't know maybe it's like a home and away sort of thing and put him on this kid or he's just a big fan of the word giants maybe maybe it's that it's so bizarre (laughs) i like later some of van damme's outfits but i didn't note the I didn't know that. Oh, you I'm, didn't? I'm glad oh you pointed God. it out. It's no. crazy looking. I'm glad you pointed it out. It's kind of awesome. Um, what's crazy is, so he's caught stealing this sword, and this young, this little Asian kid comes in and karate chops him real quick. <laughs> Just kicks <laughs> him in the stomach. Yeah. And then he drops the sword, and then it's decided. Now, I don't understand, because this... This this man, this Asian mm-hmm. man who later becomes Frank's trainer, is sure. training his own son to f- do these fights. Mm-hmm. His own young son, mm-hmm. but for some reason, an arrangement is made. Is it that he thinks his son needs protection, no. or is it that Frank needs protection? No, his son needs a sparring partner. His son needs someone his own age, his own relative size, to fight with. To help him train better. Because okay. at one point, young Jean-Claude Van Damme, in a 
terribly dubbed accents. Like, yeah. I don't know if I should be. This is terribly <laughs> offensive. And he says, like, I don't know if I should be, like, basically a punching bag for your son. Yeah. So that's why he's brought in. But then they show a, a, a flashback where the son. Yeah. Is that the son? He gets son? picked on. That's the son getting picked, getting picked on. Yeah. And then Jean-Claude helps him. and That's why I was so confused because I'm like, why is Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. so much better at martial arts than this kid? Then the, but maybe that was it. Maybe the kid wasn't as natural as Jean-Claude Van Damme. I do like at one point when he, they're He is fighting, a lot tinier than even, even baby Jean-Claude. He's tinier than I him. don't know then what happens to Frank's family, why we don't ever see them because again. Because we get a scene, and I thought this was so important and it would come back. Of mm-hmm. this Japanese man making a deal with his family. Like his yeah. mom and dad are just sitting. They're all like sitting on Ottomans or something. It's bizarre. And yeah. he's saying, oh, yeah, yeah. Your kid tried to steal shit from me. Mm-hmm. So now he works for me. Mm-hmm. And his parents are like, mm, all right. Sounds good to well, me. Well, we got to get him in it. We got to get him. Yeah. Shape him probably, out somehow. Yeah, this will probably be good for him. Yeah. yeah. We saw a karate kid. We know this can only lead to great We know. Yeah. yeah. Wax on, wax off. We get it. Right. Yeah, Look at our this. son. He's yeah. got issues. If you can knock <laughs> Listen some to him talk for crying out loud. <laughs> he doesn't know what accent he's right. using. He sounds like oh. a 38-year-old man doing a child's <laughs> voice. It's strange. It's bizarre. It's in an bizarre. accent... That he is imitating. <laughs> Maybe you could straighten him out, sir. And your... I like the best thing about this is when you hear his dad, his biological father talk, he's got the same like French Belgian accent. Mm-hmm. And through this whole movie, it's just like, you're from the United States. You're American. I'm like, this guy is clearly not American. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's from someplace other than. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> yet we digress. Uh, well, not really. We're still talking about the movie. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we digress. <laughs> Let's get into a conversation about what tea we're drinking this evening. <laughs> Me, it's generic green tea from Giant. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've got an herbal concoction going on. Oh, there, I like sort it. Of you just shove ginger. like 12 different tea bags in there. I do. I do. And I just see what comes out. I seep it. It's it's weird as it gets cold, isn't it? It's not good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You need to keep a little kettle with you. Yeah. Keep it warming up. This is well, they have riveting conversation. <laughs> this is the <laughs> stuff I'm going to leave in and be like, guys, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can have these conversations all the time. If you support us, maybe we could get Doug an electric tea yeah. kettle. You, you listen, you get this kind of conversations for at least 20 minutes per episode. <laughs> Why would you not? In the middle of blood sport, nonetheless. <laughs> In the middle Beautiful. of Bloodsport, let's curl up with some tea and <laughs> see where this goes. So what kind of tea are you drinking? Oh, those buns. Those buns on Jean-Claude. Okay. At some point, these these two young um, boys that are being trained by this mustached Asian man um, get older. And um, <laughs> one of them, his son, somehow, we don't know how, but he dies. Did he and- die in Kumite? Like, that's what I thought. Oh, did he get to the Kumite? It's never explained. Nobody ever no, says but, it. I, but I, why not? Like, why wouldn't that be it? Maybe. I just thought this poor man's life has been so tragic. He's left the war. He's got a new family. And yeah. I thought maybe the son just just 
past. I, I don't, I, I didn't think, cause there was no, like when Frank's at the Kumite, he doesn't say like, right. this is for, he, the, the fighting he does is just for the trainer. You would think that if the son died there too. Exactly. Because I inferred this whole thing when I was like, oh, this kid died. It must be Kumite. Since he never said it, I, I was like, maybe not. I think he did. I think the dad has been, the trainer guy oh. has Kumite'd. Oh, okay. <laughs> but All right. I don't think the son ever did. I think what the son's death basically led to was. <gasps> Jamie, I just figured something out. What? The katana sword that he yes. was there to steal as a kid is the same one he's given when he wins. Yes. The guy must have won Kumite. Yes. The, oh, you knew this. Yes. <laughs> the way you said, I think the dad was there, made me think, oh, maybe he was there and lost. I didn't know you knew that he won. Uh, well, then, how oh, else would he have that precious sword? I didn't know it was the same sword until this very moment. Well, here we go. Discovery. This movie was as... far too complicated for me. <laughs> Really? I guess, I mean, given the yeah, fact that clearly. I didn't know this, yes. Couldn't wow. Well, okay. All right. Hmm. And you get it that the son didn't make it to the Kumite, but the now well, the dad I has to know. train somebody. I don't so know. So he decides the son didn't to make train. it. Maybe the son was the guy that was killed by Lee, and this is just five years later. He's in the no, I think you would know about that. I, I know. think that that I think they would bring that to your attention. Then he would be avenging the death of. So I'm bringing way too much to this movie and ignoring the obvious stuff. And there's a lot obvious. It's a pretty mm -hmm. obvious. All right, Things are okay. pretty well laid out for us. All right. Here. Okay, fine. Why don't right. you explain this movie well, to me? Now here comes the training. Are you ready for the intense oh, training? Oh, I love it. And I love that we're still in a flashback. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we we're still staring at the sword. And we just, we need this background mm -hmm. to know, right? So the training, the official training. Because before... Frank was kind of being trained, but like you said, more like to be the punching bag right. yes. for his sons. But he was, by proxy, getting some sort of fighting training. But now the training becomes serious. Um, and I think, actually, it's when the old man, the the older Asian man gives the whole story to, to Frank about, like, you know, I had family and it was mm -hmm. my son, my son. And he says, well, I'll just be your son. I train me. And first I think he says, like, you're not Japanese or something. And then it's just like, well, who cares? No one knows what your accent is anyway. I guess you're not Japanese. <laughs> We're not sure what the hell you are. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't. Where are your parents? Why are you here all the time? And clearly at the Kumite, it's not just Japanese people. There's some like African fighters that are there that do some oh, fancy my dance moves. Favorite that fighter that is around. that guy who's like a spider. He was my favorite <laughs> fighter. He was so fun to watch. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, Okay, so the training begins, and it's it's lots of kicking, lot, some hand tricks, some sometimes falling, lots of blindfolding. Okay, uh, catching fish I, right, right out of the water. I was going to say, I only yeah. wrote down the exciting parts: fish catching, fish catching, pouring tea blindfolded, and being yep, pulled yep. apart by ropes. It's when he convinces him, like you, you have to kind of kind of go above the pain mm -hmm. and and he tells him this and then the next thing we know his <laughs> arms are, are and his legs are tied up like strung out alongside him he's like drawn and quartered but not mm -hmm. pulled by horses but yeah mm -hmm. he's like tied up by ropes and the trainer like ties him around these giant metal hooks 
so he can't go anywhere. So he's just suspended arms and legs in a split where his legs are not even parallel to the ground. His feet are up way too high. It's the most painful split. It looks super painful. It's painful to look at, and he is in pain. And then all of a sudden, inside of him, he pulls up this, like, energy. And he, like... He rises within this split, right? And he breaks out of it. It's amazing. And this mm-hmm. is when the trainer, besides watching him pour tea blindfolded and block a, a karate chop while he's blindfolded and about to enjoy the tea, mm-hmm. when he pulls out of this, uh, oh, and he also survives, the guy beats him with a stick. Um, um, this is when he knows. Yes. All right. He's, he's, he's ready, right? The Kumite. Yeah, he's ready for the Kumite. Yeah, he's, he's or, fully trained. He's not even ready for the Kumite. He's just he's just ready. He's trained him. What he's training him for, for at this point, I we don't know. Like, he's not training him for anything specific, right? Because he trains him, and then it appears that oh, he goes to the military. Right, like, there right, is right. a lapse of a lot of time. Yeah. And we find out that Kumite later on runs every five years. Yes. So yes. I don't know that he's training him for this. I guess he's just his surrogate son, and he's like, listen, this is what I was doing with my this son. This is all my knowledge. I'm going to keep I'm yeah. gonna do it with this guy. I'm going to impart it on you, and you've got this. Yeah. And, he, and he does. He's, yeah. He's and we're got back this. to we're back to uh, present day, and he's yeah. kind of sleepy. He's just yeah, he's tired. just laying in bed. He's just laying in bed. He doesn't even have a bad cough. He no, doesn't look it's pale at all. He, no. And he looks no different than he did, what, 20 years ago? He's just reclined. That's yeah, the only difference. He's reclined. Yeah. I do like it when John claude Van Damme asked him if he was sleeping. The guy's like, do you sleep with your eyes open? Yeah. <laughs> Smart ass. Frank comes to tell him, like, I'm going to Hong Kong for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go yes. and do this now. And then there he is. He's in Hong Kong. He, he first sees... Um, our, our sweet uh, Jackson, mm-hmm. our beer drinking guy. He sees him first on the bus, kind of flirting with a unsuccessfully oh, so flirting hey, with babe, a girl. You want to go out with a real big man? It's a weird pickup line. It doesn't work. When we first meet him, I think we're supposed to. I thought we were supposed to dislike him, and then we find out that no, he's kind of becomes. He's the real love interest. He's a gentle giant. We didn't need the chick. Yeah. No, these two have a romance yeah. that is. It's a bromance. Adorable. It's when so they, sweet. It's not even a bromance, Jamie. It's a romance. Yeah, yeah. They tell each other they love each other in the hospital bed at the end. He doesn't even tell the reporter that he loves her. <laughs> they just happen to be two men, but they love each other. They do. And you're right. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even realize that he is the only person in this movie that he says, I love you. Too. Yeah, yeah. And he gets all excited when he gets into that, when he gets hurt in his match, when, when Jackson gets hurt in his oh. match. He is and so angry. He he storms the stage practically, or the or the mat, I guess. And and when he's hurt, when when Frank is hurt later, and the reporter's watching, she's just kind of jumping, or she never storms the mat. Anyway, there's clearly more. She does not between reach them. out longingly for no, a bandana no. that some other dude is holding <laughs> out. No, she does that. It is adorable. Mm -mm. How about when they play that video game together? It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. That's so cute because they have to stand so close together, too. (laughs) 
And Jean-Claude Van Damme is so tiny next to this guy. I know. I know. Well, we find out a little more about the Kumite is that it's secret and it's a full contact event, right? It's secretive, allegedly, even though everyone kind of knows about it. Everyone Um, knows about it. Yeah. And it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's full contact. There's a, there's, there's this woman interest there that's. She's just not necessary in the movie. I wish she didn't have to happen because just, she just didn't even have to be in there. But regardless, really we didn't her. I don't no. understand. Like, she is a reporter. This mm-hmm. white woman with blonde hair is mm-hmm. a Hong Kong reporter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess, I don't know. We're talking about the late 80s. Is it is it too is it too much to have him have an... Asian love interest. Like, why does she have to be a white woman with blonde hair? I know, hair? I know. Like, come on. And who is she? It's not even like I've ever seen that actress in anything I've else. seen her in stuff. Oh, you have? Uh, my recommendation actually has her in it. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, okay. I'm not recommending it because of her, but no, she's been in stuff. She's around. I think she still does stuff. But okay. this is not a good role okay. for her. It's not a good role for anybody. And, they could have yeah. given this to anybody and it wouldn't have worked. It could have been cut, personally. Oh. This whole... Yeah, yeah, because her motivations are bizarre. Even after they have sex and he's like, listen, you know that Kumite thing? I can't get you in. She's like, eh, not a big deal. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, wait, wasn't that your whole motivation for like taking this guy to dinner or going to dinner with this guy, bringing him back, having sex with this? No, it it doesn't. It doesn't matter. And it's a shame that the only female role in this movie doesn't matter and doesn't need to be in here, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. I'll just, yeah. But we meet her before the boys play their video game is when we meet her. And she's trying to get information on the Kumite. <laughs> yes. and nobody wants to give her information. But this is when we we meet, we see how the government and Forrest Whitaker is out looking for, um, they, they know he's fled to Hong Kong. Now we they're looking for him in Hong Kong. We're not sure why. Oh, I think, well, one of the reasons is they don't want him to be hurt. They know he's gone to Hong Kong for the Kumite. They know it's a dangerous fight. And they obviously they want to kind of protect him. It's so bizarre that they don't want him to hurt. As though, like, he's an X-Man or something where he's got these weird, like, skills or attributes or the government has injected him with stuff that makes him superhuman and they're right, like, right. we can't let like it's never explained why they just can't let a guy go a wall like people do it all the time they just leave the military the military doesn't care that much they're not gonna send and are these guys cops who are these guys who are they they work for the government that's all we know for the american government and they thereafter. That's so strange. And he now he and I think it's him and Jackson are the only two. Well, no, because later on in the fight, there's you can a see lot another of guy that looks American. There. Yeah, yeah. But they they buddy up right away, and right. then they are kind of a a team. That um, then somebody this guy's assigned to them. Who is that guy? I don't know, but he's really kind I don't of fun. Know. Let's just They're call little, him <laughs> Hong Kong Mullet. Okay. And let's just leave it at that. Yep. It's a great mullet. It is a great because mullet. It's a mullet where the hair on top is still pretty long, yeah, but not yeah. as long as the hair in the back. Accurate, accurate. So Hong Kong mullet kind of takes them under his wing and Oh, he's so funny. Like them. I love he says man all the time. Even when yeah. they're walking through, he's like, and then man, you just gotta you gotta protect your nuts, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? 
when he gives them the tour and they go down to get to the Kumite, you have to go through this seedy It's like miles of underground tunnels, mm-hmm. too. And it's not, it, it looks shady and seedy and mm-hmm. they get a bit of a history lesson about the area. They get told to watch yes. their nuts. Then, then here we are. Here we are in the fighting arena. He tells the, the, when he's, I guess they're like signing up or whatever for getting their number, you know, like a, a runner gets their number for the race. You got to sign um, up. And they want to know who trained him. And when he says who trained him, they don't quite believe <laughs> I it. Love they, those they guys prove like, it. No way. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You're not even Japanese. Yeah. Don't that's give us that say. bullshit. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then they, they give him a challenge and it's mm-hmm. to break a brick. And not just the top brick, not just, but to break right. only the bottom brick. Yes. And he does this focus. He does this wide-eyed thing, um, Jean-Claude, mm-hmm. when he's really going to do like a big move, like his eyes get crazy big. And oh. he does this focus thing. And then, hi even Even Jackson is impressed. He breaks like the fifth brick down, like you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And he hits it from the top and mm-hmm. it just explodes. And this is so great because at the very beginning, as you said, we see a shot of Hong Kong and then we see these different fighters in different parts of the world training. Yeah. And the big guy, the the Lee, the villain. Oh, yeah, You yeah. see him kicking blocks of ice and oh, when yeah, he yeah. kicks them, they just explode. Uh-huh. It is very comical. And the same thing happens to these bricks. Because mm-hmm. that's strength. It's deadly. It is. It's strength yeah. and focus and almost unnatural ability to yeah. break the fifth brick down and not break any of the other. Maybe that's why the government needs them. Right. For talent like that. I think he is a superhuman experiment, and they can't let him get away. They don't want him to get injured. It's not just get away. They don't want him to be hurt. Oh, yeah, because that's the thing, because he's not trying to escape, because he even says several times to Forrest Whitaker, like, guys, I'll meet you at the airport in three days. It's cool. Don't worry about it. They probably don't want him to, like, shatter like explode someone's head like a melon or something. So so he's proven his worth at the Kumite, even though he's not from Japan. But he's raised a few eyebrows because he's clearly got some skills, but no real fighting has started yet. We're back at the hotel no. and uh, some there's that weird interaction where some guys are basically trying to just take that reporter upstairs with them. They're just like, you're yes. coming to my room, you're coming with me. Mm-hmm. And Frank kind of stops it. Um, By doing this trick with a quarter that's similar to him grabbing a fish out of water because he has a flashback of grabbing the fish. It's it's a funny trick because after the trick, I was like, is he like, did he learn a magic trick? And he just like (laughs) swapped that when he put it into the guy's hand because he tells the guy, he's like, and I was even confused about the trick. When yeah, why was there a dirty it? quarter then? I was like, I well, don't why know. is there still a quarter there? Didn't you take the quarter? No, it's a different. Not? It's a different kind of money. Uh, like it's a okay. different currency. Like it's a, a Chuck E. Cheese chip or something. A I don't know. Chuck E. Cheese chip. But he holds the quarter out to this guy and he's like, I'm going to give this to you and you're going to hold it. And mm-hmm. if I can take it before you close your hand, I get the girl. If And the whole time it keeps flashing over and she's like, hey. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. Hold on. What? Yeah, and it's in the palm of the guy's hand. He closes it, and he's like, ha, 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 loser. And he's like, look in your hand. And it's, like I said, it's a Chuck E. Cheese chip. Like, yeah, it's yeah, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what the trick is. I don't know how he did it, but he's superhuman. We, we don't yeah, question he even knows ways. magic tricks. That's what he His does. only weakness are his eyeballs, as we find out in this movie. <laughs> Well, powder in the eyeballs. Right. Powder in the eyeballs that makes your vision slightly blurry. 
I do. Oh, yeah, I love it how he's like. I like the POV and I'm like, I can see just fine. What's his problem? Yeah, I'm like, just squint a couple of times. It's like not having your contacts just in. Just blink that out. You don't have to like stare off into space every time you're punching somebody. And maybe quit rubbing your eyes if you still have the powder shit on your hands. Those are the expressions I love. Just like, oh. Yeah. Oh. When he's <laughs> That's what I was thinking. This guy's a genius. I don't know why he didn't get the big roles in the 80s and 90s. He does. He's got some amazing facial expressions, <laughs> and he's got great delivery for some stuff. I did want to back up. I forgot to mention, mm-hmm. you mentioned his wardrobe when he was a kid, but when they are first walking around um, getting their tour of where the Kumite fight is going to happen, Jean-Claude has these very, very high. I think they're Z Cavaricis, if you remember oh, those pants. Yep. Yeah. And he's got on this very low cut shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cavaricis. Yes. It's just. And it's later a sharp on, he's wearing he's like on. almost what looks like silk or satin button yeah. down shirts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember those in the late 80s and early 90s. It's yeah. almost it almost shimmers when he walks. Yeah, and it, it's a little too close to your skin, but mm-hmm. if it's Jean Claude's body, it's all right, I yeah. guess. Um, anyway, yeah, I just, I wanted to make sure that we noticed that (laughs) anyhow. So yeah, after the quarter trick, he does get to do like a little, uh, he gets to have a little walk with her, right? Yes. Because he basically says, Hey, I guess I saved you from being raped by those Arab guys. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, uh, you have dinner with me. And she's like, okay, that's fine. But you know, she's in like, she was asking those guys, she was like, Hey, What's the deal with Kumite? Yeah, she's trying to get her story. I know some of your opponents. I can give you information mm-hmm. on them. So she sees this as not just not- some hot American dude. Mm-hmm. Like This is her way to the story yeah. that she wants to tell. Right, right. This is her job, basically. And we are... Listen, we... If you have not seen this movie in a while, and I saw it when I was very young. I didn't remember a moment of it. Like, we're a half hour into this movie that's an hour and a half long, and we're fighting immediately like kumite day one starts and i was like we're gonna fill the back hour of this movie with just fighting and they do it and it actually works in a strange way yeah well it's three days of fighting flies it's oh yeah i was very surprised how quickly this movie moved Mm -hmm. for nothing happening nothing are you kidding me no 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 I meant no dialogue or character yeah. development or anything. But not too much, like, uh, the fighting was, I guess... The fighting was I mean, good. It was interesting. It was fast-paced. Yeah. And yeah. and also with this idea of tournament fighting, you're not continually seeing the same two people same, fight. Yeah, they yeah. seem to show it's almost It's all this dynamic fight. fighters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, first we get them getting ready for their fight. That's when oh. the Jackson walks. Jackson's drinking his beer, and he walks in on the one of the split stretches mm-hmm. that uh, Frank has to do to prep for these fights. And, and is Jackson's eyes crossing yeah, a lot? Yeah, he's got weird okay. eye he's, problems, okay. yeah. Right. <laughs> I think he's got a lazy eye. He looks um, like, again, he looks like a wrestler because of this. Like, he looks yeah. like a goofy personality i think he was in revenge of the nerds he was yeah 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 Uh, Yeah, on imdb when movies you know him from come up it's blood sport 
And then Revenge of the Nerds. Well, there you have it. Well, there you have it. He gets to say the titular line in the movie. So when the oh, first yeah. fight happens, when they sit... So everybody just watches the fights. Mm-hmm. And so do, obviously, a bunch of, like, betting men and people. Um, this always and, bothers me in movies when bets are being taken two seconds before the fight actually starts. I'm like, why? They should have their bets in. Why didn't people set this up beforehand and be like, these are the matches today. Put in your bets. Let's give you time. But it, it almost seems like you have to look at the people and realize, oh, it's that guy against that guy. I'm going to th- yell well, and I, wave money around. I think that it seems like they don't announce who's going against who until right before because they have that board where the names come right. up. Yes. And so they don't know who's going against who. Who's why planning this? Wait. Those three guys, that those three old guys that sit Oh, that turn like, their back on the... On turn the their back guess. to an idol and like pray and the other guy's like, huh? Huh? What? What's yeah. happening? He's like, why? I just, I I just killed him. I totally I'm, won. I'm, I'm a kumite. I won in the coolest way possible. This guy's dead. I demolished him. It's not respected. They don't respect him. He's a dirty fighter. Um, anyway, the first fight happens, and when the blood is spilled, mm-hmm. that's when Jackson says his titular line. He says, that's why they call it blood sport, kid. And I love how the fighters are just sitting amongst the fans, too. Oh, it's yeah. super yeah. fun. It's just like, yeah. oh, you're up. Oh, I better just put my beer down and walk down two rows. And just get ready, <laughs> right? Jackson is the first of the pair to fight. And yes. He fights a man in gray spandex. That's all I wrote down. Okay. That's all you need to know. He does win his fight. He just like hammer punches this dude in the head once and he is out. And he's like, that's how it's done. There you go. But then he does a bad move. And I would not have done this if I were him, which Mm. is taunt the current champion in the audience. Yeah. And say, that's it. I'm coming for you. You're dead, dude. I'm like, come on. You might have to fight this guy. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, maybe take it and at least right. see how he fights. Like, see if he's gotten any better or worse since the last right. time he killed someone five years ago. Yes. Oh, let's talk about three ways to win Kumite. Okay. Knockout. Mm-hmm. Your opponent has to forfeit. Mm-hmm. Or they have to be knocked off. I love how they called a runway. I love how they called a runway because it's not a runway they at all. They do take good care of it. Like some man is sweeping it. There's another kid that's in charge of cleaning all the blood I off of it. I love that blood cleaning guy. And when I was he takes like, what? gold tooth. It's like, what a thankless job. And then he gets a gold tooth out of yeah. it. Yeah. And he puts it in his mouth right there. He and then bites like, oh, it like, is this real gold? Yeah. Oh, don't do Just put it in your pocket. You have time to find yeah. out if it's gold. Hold on to it. No. <laughs> They do take care of their runway, though, as they should. Oh, I do say the guy in spandex, um, I sorry, I referred to him as Baby Ray Liotta. He looked oh, like a tiny Ray Liotta <laughs> with, like, fluffy hair. I like it. Yeah, yeah. So the champion who killed someone at the last um, Kumite... Um, and likes to blow snot rockets before Love he that fights. that is his prep for the fight. It's <laughs> yeah. just getting up, blowing snot rockets out of One out of each nostril. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. You just got to get those nostrils cleared. <laughs> and then he's ready to snap necks, which is what he does. He chokes these people out. And that's why I was like, is he killing everyone? I thought, he just was, like a, I thought he was breaking everyone's neck in this movie. I, I think he just injures the first guy. Very, and, and in like record time, like 15 seconds. Right. Oh, he's that's like, a big thing. <laughs> yeah. But then. I talked to my TV 
when he said to Jean-Claude Van Damme, he's like, you broke my record. Now you're going to die. And I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna break you're upset you. about your record? That's what this mm-hmm. is? You said your that to the TV. time record? I did. I said it out loud. He takes it seriously. He takes his time seriously. He doesn't want to be beaten in anything. Not even his... He doesn't want anybody to have a faster KO than him. So he, he, he snaps this guy. He's clearly the champ. There's a reason why he's the champion. Right. But then after him, um, Frank is up next. And it, he he has to fight the creepy guy that was... This is so strange. He, he's the guy that he did the quarter trick to is the guy he ends up fighting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the Arab guy from the bar. He kicks him or punches him or something. It's a high and, kick for sure. Yeah. And then he goes to hit him again. The Arab guy plays dead mm. and loses the match, but then gets up and, like, tries to sucker punch him and then gets knocked out. Yeah. It's it's weird that he just played dead. Like, I don't want to mess with this dude. He was able to transform a quarter into a Chuck E. Cheese piece, <laughs> so who knows what he'll do to me. And then you try and fight him and just get your ass kicked. It's, and he did. Yeah, and he's he the guy who has the gold tooth that that dude finds. Yeah, yeah, that the, the cleaner guy sweeps up. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he knocks this guy out quicker in twelve seconds. Oh yes, quicker than the fifteen seconds that the champ did. <laughs> so he's clearly a force to be reckoned with. Then, like you said, we have to we watch some other fights too. We watch there's a lot two, of fights. There's two men in silk that just kind of slap each other around because it's it's any kind of fighting that you can do. Because then later on we see this slap like Africa. That's what it is. Like well, there's just. That spider guy just like crawls on people's yeah. backs, and I like when he's against the big guy though, and he like kind of tries to hug him, and he literally yes. looks like a spider stuck on him because he's like I just wanted to him. him to win every fight. Like I was like, oh no, that yeah. big fat old man won. That guy is old. That guy is too old to be fighting. The sumo wrestler looking yes. guy. Yeah, he yeah. is very old, and the spider should have fought him because I wanted the spider to fight either Jean Claude Van Damme or Lee. I wanted, I love that he just rolled under people's he legs. He just like crawled stuff. around and like had all these, yeah. He was, he was great. quick. He was my too. favorite he was fighter. Quick. Yes. They, so again, they, they, you fight different people. Jackson mm-hmm. fights again. He t- Jackson tosses somebody out of the ring. It appears um, that you fight at least twice per day, which per, seems like a yeah. lot of work. Well, I don't they, know how many fighters there are, but. This is a big tournament because it goes on for three days. Three days. We get a we get a glimpse of our government officials <laughs> who are eating Chinese food at some. Yes. They're they're eating the local cuisine. Forrest Whitaker, a huge fan. He loves this food. Oh, he's he so just, into it. He is so into it. Did you notice how they feed it to a dog and the dog won't eat dog it? Dog does after. not eat it. The government's still looking for him. They find the hotel he's at. Right. <laughs> yes. Um. And they they're they're ready to like take him back. They're like, "Come on, you're just gonna." They have these giant tasers that they're gonna tase what him with. What are <laughs> these tasers? It is so silly. These things are. I don't even. They're like holding cinder blocks. These they're things huge. are huge. Yeah. yeah, they're huge, and they're like, "You can come with us nicely," or and they we pull can them out of their jackets. I'm like, yeah. "How were those in your jackets? Yeah. <laughs> there is safe. no way." Yeah. But basically, it's because Uncle Sam doesn't want Frank to get hurt. They can electrocute him a little bit, but they don't want him to be hurt in the Kumite. Um, they'll shock him. 
but they don't want to hurt him. But they don't want him hurt in the fight. Jackson attacks these guys because now they're hanging out in the hotel together. And Jackson's like, "I ain't your pal, Dick Face." And he's oh my like, god, did you notice the comical and lighthearted music that was played over this oh, chase yes. scene, which is just like, "I'm gonna oh. get you." We're friends now. It's the best of times. Having a lot of fun. (laughs) And this chase scene, it's a chase scene on foot. So he runs off. Frank runs off. And they, on foot, chase after him through a little, like, street farmer's market. Through, over some boats. Forrest Whittaker falls in the water. You keep calling um, him Forrest Whittaker? It's Whittaker. Whittaker. <laughs> I've always called him Forrest Whittaker. I didn't really? Know. Okay. I just thought you were stumbling. I didn't know. No. It's just what I call him. All right. Then, no, awesome. keep doing it then. Go I for will. it. I will. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. It's... <laughs> I just, I just love it. Everything about, this. like the way he like runs across the road and then just like stands there looking at them as a yeah. bus goes by, <laughs> and then he turns and runs again. And it's just like yeah. we're having fun. <laughs> we're the best guys. I don't want to hurt you. This is gonna be so great. Oh my gosh. Oh, he gets away. He gets away from them. They don't ever Very catch him. easily. They mm-hmm. fall into a river, and then he then he gets in a rickshaw, and he's like, hey, guys, good job, mm-hmm. but I'm out of here. I, I got a, a dinner date with yep. some reporter lady. Yep. It gets into his dinner date. She she sort of, it, she puts it out there right away that one of the reasons she's just hanging out with him and the reason mm-hmm. she's going to sleep with him that night is to get into the kumite. Yeah. Yeah. He tells her, like, I can't, I won't do it. And she's like, well, we do have all night for me to convince mm-hmm. you. Wink, wink. Like you said, the next day, she's. we get to see uh, a lovely view of Hong Kong. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Listeners, if you could not see that look that Jamie gave after she said lovely view of Hong Kong, you really missed out. <laughs> the only time I ever thought this should be a video podcast. <laughs> I love it when when he is naked and they're talking. It almost looks like the actress herself is going to look at the camera as if to be like, God, I just shagged Ben. Even though I know it's a movie and she didn't. But she's like, even she's sort of giddy like, yeah. Yeah. When he walks up in those. Those like purple tight underwear. Yeah. They're super tight. And you're right. She always looks at the camera like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what you came to wear. Yeah. It's pretty funny. (laughs) <laughs> but so he he also tells her, you know, listen, it was great, but I'm not going to get you into the kumite. It's just not going to happen. And she's like, I understand. And the fight starts and she's there. She's there with a different man. There's something great about their, uh, again, she's unnecessary, but there's something yeah. great about their relationship out the end of this movie. They're like, that was fun. Yep. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. I'll never yeah. see you again. I'll never Check see you later. Either. Yeah. Bye. She like, kind of <laughs> cares for him. She doesn't want him to get hurt. Right, you yes. Know, when when she watches him fight. Did but you you're notice right. there's a scene later when he is in that serious fight and he's blind and everything where they cut to her and Forrest Whitaker and she's just laughing, just laughing for no Yes, <laughs> yes. It is an intense moment in the movie and she's jumping up and down laughing. Yes. 
I did see that. I'm like, she's she really needs to gauge her emotions during these fights. <laughs> right. Oh um, man. All right. So now we're at day two of the Kumite. Day two, and you're right. She follows him. I love how she turns around and she she goes. I know how to go undercover. And yeah. it's just, she did her hair and put on a dress. I don't know what, disca- like, how did she get? She's with a dude. Like, she somehow got oh, really? in what? with a, she's next to a white dude who looks oh, at I her like, that. that's how she gets in, I guess. Oh. She has to go as some other, some date to some wealthy man who I guess is betting on the Okay, the, all right, makes fight. sense. Makes sense. I don't know. Last time I was at a Kumite, that's how I got in. So I'm just assuming that's how she got like, I need to find some of their American. <laughs> and then you have to wear a diamond necklace. Um, but anyway, um, she is kind of shocked by what she sees. I didn't think it's her smartest move. So when she watches a, some of the fights and she's getting uncomfortable watching, this is she watches the fight where the champion guy yes. fights somebody and breaks his leg to the bone sticking out. She actually pulls out her tape recorder at one point. That to like handheld work. tape recorder that yeah. is very large and super maybe, noticeable. Maybe put that away. Maybe right. don't. <laughs> and like, what was she saying? <laughs> and then he just broke the guy's leg. It seemed very unfair. How, she looked like so in shock by everything she was seeing at this kumite. I don't know what she thought she was going to see. It's an all-out fight for three days between a bunch of, like, trained men. I don't know yeah. what she thought she was coming to. Yeah. Like, it's an all-out fight with no rules. And she's like, yeah. I don't know if that's a rule or not, tape recorder. <laughs> what is she recording? She doesn't even say anything in it. She just pulls it out enough to be like, "Oh, I, I got to make note of this." I'm pretty sure it's all going to be ingrained in your head, lady. Like, yeah, oh, this stuff doesn't just leave your mind. Um, yeah, like why didn't we or, see her take out one of those like spy cameras and take little <laughs> pictures? Like that actually would have been better. Because again, I she's, don't know what she's saying. People around her are screaming. What is yeah. she saying into this? Broken know. bones. I have to write this down later for the Hong Kong Gazette or <laughs> whatever I'm Kong writing Kong for. Gazette. Oh, I just snorted the Hong Kong Times. Um, anyway, oh Frank does get to fight that crazy African guy that makes not this not the spider one, the guy that makes the weird faces on him. Oh, that that guy's a little bizarre. Yeah. Is this the guy who he punches in the balls to win? Yeah, no, like, that's a different guy. Oh, that's a different guy. Okay. No, he he fights the sumo wrestler, the big sumo wrestler guy. He he kicks this well, guy. The little spider guy does. No, that's who Frank fights oh, and kicks him yeah, in the balls. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. No, Frank yeah. some just kicks this crazy African guy in the head. And then the African tribal fighter jumps around and is crushed by that sumo fighter guy, <laughs> yes, basically. Yes, yes. And then Frank has to fight the sumo fi- uh, fighter guy. And Frank gets so serious about it, he even takes, like, he's got this, like, robe thing that he wears. A lot of guys are guy. fighting in full clothing and robes, which it's is all so different. strange. It's all different yes. attire. I think it's whatever you're trained to wear. You yeah. want to wear sneakers? I assume that's fine. Yeah, you want to wear like a Guns N' Roses t-shirt? I think maybe that's what Jackson wears. I'm not yeah. sure. Oh, I'm sure he's wearing Guns N' Roses t-shirts to bed. But yeah, yeah he wears like a Harley Davidson bandana or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's no dress code. There's no mm-hmm. rules. You can do whatever you want. You can murder people. You can throw stuff in their eyes. Yeah. You can break their bones. 
I, yeah, I'm so surprised they didn't stop him when he threw. Because it's clear, like, when that happened, when that powder goes in his face, first of all, it's clear that he throws the powder. And then it's clear that, that Frank's vision is fucked up from it. Like it he so, does He's on his fear. knees just feeling for anything, yeah. staring straight ahead. The, and nobody calls this fight. No, no. But we're not there yet. We're not there Right, yet. no. But we do have to say, I think it's important to note that the um, umpire or referee, whatever they call him in, in fights, this guy does seem concerned with a lot of the stuff the oh, champion yeah. is well, doing. Yes, the champion does all this stuff that is not is not uh, right. not up to code. Not, not above goes, board. I, yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah. So when Frank fights the sumo wrestler, this is a good fight. Yeah. He's, he takes his, his little robe thing off. The, the sumo guy is huge, and he pulls him into a split at one point. Frank has to headbutt him to get out of the split. And then, with, again, when he gets those wide eyes, Van Dyne, you know he's going to do something crazy, like when he chopped the, 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 um, the brick. He gets mm-hmm. these big wide eyes, and then he slaps him in the belly with this, like, <laughs> this like very, like I don't know, meditative slap. And then the big guy gets angry and is really going to take him down. And, and Frank punches him right in the privates and then just pushes him and then KOs him. Uh, Jamie, I realized what our next T-shirt design is going to be. It's going to be Jean-Claude Van Damme with <laughs> wide eyes saying meditative slap on it. That's <laughs> what it is. That's exactly what he did. All right. (laughs) Next fight. So that was a great great fight. The next fight is now Jackson against the champion. And Frank's trying to give him all this advice before he goes up. He's like, you got to hit him in the stomach. Don't hit him in the right leg. And for some reason, Jackson's like, all right, you sound like my mother. Like, I guess Jackson's mother gives him a lot of fighting <laughs> advice. I don't know. Maybe she was like, his coach. Hit him in the body, Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> hit him in the body. And I love this advice, too, because later when Dan- Van Damme's fighting, I'm like, you're kicking him in the head an awful lot for a guy who said work That's the body. That's his move, though. That's his move I is the head that. kick. Because he gets his leg up so high, probably from all those splits he does. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's why. Uh, yeah. He's very limber. Um, so Jackson thinks that he's made quick work out of this fight, right? When he gets up he there. He knocks him down and mm-hmm. is celebrating like he is the new champion yeah, of yeah. Kumite. He thinks it was going to be that easy to yeah. knock them down. And he's like trying to get the, the crowd to like go oh, wild for him. It's so great. I love how Van Damme sitting in the audience going, Oh no! You gotta keep going in there. You can't just give up. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you gotta, you gotta keep fighting, don't you? Don't celebrate. And sure enough, the champ comes back around and takes him down and smashes him in the face. And they have to actually the the mullet guy has to hold Frank back because Frank is trying (laughs) to get onto the runway. To to help his friend to help Mm -hmm. Jackson out. I do like it that when Jackson is in the hospital and the doctor just keeps putting the stethoscope over and over <laughs> and they're like, you're going to be okay. My favorite part is when the doctor says to Van Damme and the reporter, hey, can you not fight in here? Like, can you guys yeah. like take this outside? This is a hospital. The doctor doesn't like verbal And Van Damme is like, uh, okay, yeah, that's pretty reasonable. All right, yeah, we'll head yeah, out now. All right. Jackson's going to make it, though, because he has a head like a rock. 
Right. So yes. He's yeah. he was very badly injured, but he'll be okay. Yes. But um, after Lee, what's this guy named Chong Lee? After yeah. he beats up and knocks out Jackson, he takes his bandana and he like parades it around on yeah, this yeah, stage yeah. or runway. Mm-hmm. And Van Damme is like, ah, and he's reaching for it, but being held back by that mulleted tiny dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so funny. Like, it is so funny. I had, I think I was just either laughing or smiling my way through this movie. (laughs) This was an enjoyable ride. I agree. I agree. And at the hospital, I I think Jackson's like unconscious and the doctor's like, you know what? He'll be fine in a week. It's not a big deal. Yeah, Don't worry about it's it. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's, he'll be okay. And you're right. I know They're, you love him. I get it. Well, they don't confess their love quite yet. It right. comes Our laws end, might be a little more liberal here in Hong yeah. Kong. <laughs> I get it. It's okay. It's okay. You can visit anytime you want. Visiting hours are open for uh-huh. loved ones. Um, you're right, though. The reporter and Frank get a little heated with each other because now that she has seen what the Kumite is about, yes. she doesn't want Frank fighting. She's like, well, no, you can't go in there and fight. And he's got a great comeback. He's like, why do you do what you do? Why do you do your reporting? And she says, well, my father, I do it because of him. And he goes, well, I fight for someone yeah. that I love, too. So I, you just have to let me do it. It's what I do. You report. I fight. Boom. I fight for someone I love. His name's Jackson. He's in that room that we were just in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it is funny when they talk and he's like, and I bet you wanted to be the best reporter that you could be. He's like, yeah, that's why I ended up in Hong Kong. Right? Reporting on the Kumite. (laughs) Oh, I love it. The mullet guy gets right in his. He, he's kind of like their, their, like their. He's like their handler. Like their Mickey, like yeah. Their, right, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're Mickey. A much less effective Mickey, <laughs> yeah. But he is, he's, he's like, keep focused. You got to stay yeah, focused. Forget this is the a big girl. Deal. Yeah, right. we got the big fight. You get their last day coming up. But now she's a little sneaky. She goes and tells Hong Kong government. Yeah, she immediately goes to the police. Like, immediately. Like, we got to shut this thing down. I'm a reporter. Believe mm-hmm. me. Whatever. I love it how she goes to them and she's like, someone was almost killed there. Um, Five years ago, someone was killed there. Yeah. This is just part of the Kumite, bitch. Back up. Like... You're upset now because someone you had sex with is well. That's fighting. what that's yeah. what she says. She's like yeah. someone I love dearly, or someone I care yeah. about maybe killed. Who is that, Frank Dukes? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's the biggest deal ever. Yes, yes, because now there's a bunch of governments now looking for him, right? Oh, can we talk about Van Damme riding this bus? That might be one of my favorite parts of this. The bus ride of flashbacks when he thinks he sees, what's his name in the bus with him? When he thinks he sees him? He sees him in the window of the bus next to him. He sees Jackson. He's got all these flashbacks of Jackson. You see this in movies all the time where somebody thinks they see someone in a reflection and they turn and they're not there. But in no other movie does the person audibly go, (gasps) the way that Van Damme reacts when he thinks he sees him sitting next to him in a bus is so great. 
and how emotional he gets. And there's another cheesy song here, too, something about I'm strong on my own or something. I don't know. You did a great job of singing that other. Oh, these these songs are such terrible. They're so 80s. 80s. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so wonderfully awful. Who else? Oh, he thinks about his trainer, too. He thinks about everything. We get to see basically the entire movie that we just watched again. Lots of fights. His trainer. Lee is sitting on the bus with him, smiling at him. It's it's really funny. But yeah, then he goes back to, I guess, the hotel. I don't know where he is at this point where he's doing splits. Because the cops knows, know where he is, right? They know his hotel. Yeah, yeah. They confront him in the lobby. Maybe he's not at the hotel. I don't know. I don't know. But he is some, he's like above, like you have the whole skyline of the city and he's in one of his meditative. Yep. Doing splits. He has to get to the yep. fight. And the government, both now the American <laughs> government and the Hong Kongian yep, government. Yep, the Hong Kongian <laughs> government. Are trying right. to stop him. Mm-hmm. And Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> They're doing a <laughs> terrible job of it, too. <laughs> I love how he just beats up several cops. Like, uh, this is no He just takes thing. them down. He, like, elbow mm-hmm. punches them. And he's like, uh, yeah. they all come out from, from like... Because, again, the fight takes place, like, in the shady alleyway area you have to get through. And he's just, like, fighting people off like flies. Nope, nope, I, you just got to let me do this fight. I didn't come this far. He says that at one point. Like, I didn't come this far for you guys to tell me I can't fight now. I'm going to this last fight. And it's he's late. And for a minute there, it's a little nervous at the fight. Like, where is he? He's going to be late. He's going to have to be disqualified. And Mullet Man's like, don't worry. He'll get here. And yes. sure enough, he arrives on time. The first fight he is in, um, he do, he does a lot of high kicks. That's all I know. There's a lot of high kicks. Also, at this point, the cops and the reporter grab front row seats. They're like, listen, we are into this now. If we're going to let him do this, let's see how let's he does. Let's watch it. Let's watch yes. it. And they're fine um, with it, too. Like, they're yeah. they're invested in this. Yeah. And they watch him do his first high kick fight. Then they watch the champion fight, that the champ guy fight. And this is when he does kill the guy. Um, he fights an opponent. Yes. And then I, I think he punches him in the face or in the throat or something. And he, like, wants to get the reaction from the crowd. He's like a mime. Like, he never speaks. He just does a lot of jumping around and motions. No, he doesn't speak in this movie. He says to Jean-Claude Van Damme, after he breaks the brick, he goes, very good, but bricks don't fight back. (laughs) And I think that's his only line in this movie. No, well, when he says to him before they fight, he says, you broke my record, I'll break you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. So they're all great lines is what we're saying. They give him only the best. And he also has Jackson's bandana tied around his leg. Oh, yeah, tied around his leg, (laughs) which is like, I guess, to taunt. Mm-hmm. But when he kills the guy, like we mentioned before, he kills the guy he fights and he tries to get aroused from the crowd and the crowd won't have it and the judges put their backs on him and he's yep. kind of like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa, everybody whoa. turns toward this like, I, I don't know if it's a statue or some religious symbol or something like that. Everybody gets mm-hmm. up and turns toward it and he's just throwing up his hands like, hey, what? I what? just won what? here. Won. What's I going won. on here? Right? But then he points out Frank, and he's like, yes. I want you next. You're right. And now here it is, the final match. I love how the one guy's like, prepare the platform for the final match. Mm-hmm. And that means raising the sides a little bit, so I it's guess. almost like a half pipe. Wiping any blood stains off from the dead guy <laughs> yeah. that just died there? I don't know. Right. 
Although you do see when they fight, you see other blood stains there. Anyway, um, there's a lot of blood on this mat. I mean, it is a blood well, sport. I get it. Blood sport. Well, Frank has some fancy moves when we first start this fight. He at one, he jumps over like the ref guy. Who's the yes. guy that he he does like this crazy jump over him? Mm-hmm. He does lots of kicks, face kicks, stomach kicks. He jumps over. The champ to kick him, and and it's it's an intense fight, and I then mean, it's pretty much a rout at this point. Like Dukes is killing this champ. Yeah. Like there's no way this guy's gonna win, mm-hmm. but he's got his little secret powder. He's got his secret powder, which appears to be chalk. They just like breaks up and mm-hmm. throws in his but eyes, splashes it. It's like like pixie dust. He it's kind of just powder. Eyes. Like it's not like big pieces of it are going into his eyes. No. It's powder that goes into his eyes. And Frank is blind. And let me tell you, a blind Jean Claude is hilarious. He should be a mime. Like his performance, Blind Jean Claude should be a movie. That should just be a movie. He just he's like He's just screaming. His eyes are so wide. And his eyes are so big. Just reaching out for nothing. (laughs) It's amazing. It is the reason to watch this movie other than Young Jean-Claude Van Damme, which I would watch that (laughs) all day long and watch that kid with that dumb voice. I would watch that. This is the second best part of this movie. He's just, he's, and it's amazing that the champ, when, when he's taken by his blindness, when yeah. Frank is first like, you know, like, ah, I'm blind. The champ doesn't make any moves on him then. He just kind of lets him suffer with his blurriness. And he does, he tries to hit him and he can't see straight. So he hits the air and he kind of fumbles around the, the runway for a bit. It is amazing how see. nobody sees any issue with this at all. I mean, he's no, literally nobody... punching air, stumbling yeah. around. Everybody's like, I wonder who's going to win. This seems very intense. All of a sudden, this guy's kind of off his game. I don't know. I don't know. The champ must have. But then, thank God. Thank God he can serve tea blindfolded. Yep. He could. He was trained blindfolded. It's almost as if his trainer knew that this was a trick that a dirty fighter might play. So he was ready. He didn't know he was ready for this, but he digs deep and we have a flashback. And with that flashback, he now has the power to fight. Even Jamie, though we can't see. It's just like Karate Kid. Why it's, are you waxing on and off? But when some douchey teen is trying to punch you, you wax on and off his punches. It's amazing. It's it really amazing. is. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And he does. He makes a comeback. He's fighting blind. He's kicking again. He's spin kicking him in the face. Like spin kicking. Like kicking and then one leg and then the other leg. It's amazing. There's a scene where he is repeatedly roundhouse kicking yeah. this guy in the face. Roundhouse, that's what it is. In yeah. slow motion oh, while yeah. he is staring off into the yeah, void. Yeah, because he like, still can't see. Is, he's just doing these wide. That slow motion scene where he's just staring like off camera somewhere else. <laughs> How kicking this guy repeatedly yeah. with the same foot over and over again. Yeah. It's pretty great. Then he gets him down to the ground. And I thought that he yells at him, sand. Like he wanted the sand and he was going to put oh. the sand in his face. But he says to him, 
<laughs> that would be pretty good. Turnabout is fair play. <laughs> but he tells him, say it. Say it. Yes, yes. And I also love the point in this fight when uh, Lee th- throws the referee at him. Oh, and yeah. he almost <laughs> murders the ref. And then yeah. stops himself because he knows he's he not knows. his opponent. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, Lee, Lee does. He does do that. The champ throws the ref at him. Yeah. And, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, it's so good. And then. Say it. <laughs> Say it. Like, you're just going to pick up a bunch and just rub it into his eyes. <laughs> and that's what he was going to do. I thought he was, like, asking him to give him the sand, the sand that was in his pants. Um. Give me your pants, Tums. I'm going to shove them right in your eyes. I'm going to sh- throw, show you, give you a taste <laughs> of your own powder here, buddy. But then, yeah, I mean, our winner, he he wins. He beats him. He doesn't kill him. He doesn't kill him because he plays clean. And he even tells his boyfriend, Jackson, at the <sighs> hospital. Yeah, he goes right away. He said that Lee forfeited. He gave yeah. up, which is yeah. much more shameful than actually sure. losing the match. Sure, yeah. yeah. And then they tell each other, I love you. Jackson says, I love you. I'll do anything for you. I'll be there if you need me at any time. And he's like, I love you too. And the the lady is just, the reporter lady is just there like, (laughs) she gives him the sign. What is the sign she gives him? I don't know. The the fist fist into the hand. But she doesn't blow him a kiss. There's no passionate no. kissing when no. he leaves. No, why it's more would there be? He Jackson. is in love with Jackson. <laughs> it's clear. Bloodsport two should not have been what it is. It should have been he and Jackson the just living affair. together, mm-hmm. just having a great training, time, maybe doing some training, right? Blindfolding uh. each other and doing some fun <laughs> tricks. Um, so he he kept his promise to the American mm-hmm. government. He he's going to go and board the plane and, and go where they is. need to go. Like we mentioned, there's a silly little trick where the government's like, "Where is he? He's not going to show." And then he there he is. He's he's on the plane already. He's like, "Hey guys, I'm waiting." Where have you been? He and waves then, the reporter like, "See ya, yeah, reporter." He's like, hey, yeah. that was fun. Have fun in Hong Kong. I got to yeah. go back to the states, Hopefully. lady. I hope you get that front page story about the Kumite. <laughs> um, and then we get a little treat to find out that this is a true story based on a true story. All right. Here's here's what I have to say, because this was so fun to research. Uh-huh. So this guy, uh, Dukes, mm-hmm. uh, he said uh, that he did all this stuff and that he fought and this was a big underground tournament and everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So other people reported on this and they did their own digging and found out that none of this happened, that he was not part of this. He had, yep, he had trophies. He had these Kumite trophies. They found receipts that he had bought these trophies himself at the trophy store. No way. Even the writer of this film. Who interviewed him and based this on his true story is like, yeah, it was a bunch of bullshit. I knew it when he was telling me, but I thought it would make a but great, it's a great movie. story. Yes. It's a great story. Yeah. Also, uh, this guy now, he has said, after all this stuff came out about him, yeah. he has said that it is a conspiracy against him from another martial artist who like doctored receipts from trophies oh, and stuff. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, this real French right. Duke, Frank so Duke's guy kinda- seems like. Like an idiot that oh, really, boy. I mean, you know, he cashed in 
It's I a mean, lie. Yeah. And, hey, and how many blood sports have there been? How many? They made a bunch of these. I saw that there was at least four of them that they made. And you had seen this one, you say, as a... I as had, a... but a long... I didn't remember a moment and of this movie. What'd you think? Oh, this is the movie that we do this podcast for. Like, this uh. movie fits so perfectly. Because yeah. it is not... Don't get me wrong. It's not a good movie. Like, this is not a well-made movie. It's not a well-acted movie. But it is entertaining. It's amazing. I have to tell you. Yeah. I thought, this is not my type of movie. It's a fighting movie. It's called Bloodsport. I'm not, I didn't think I was a Jean-Claude fan. I don't know. I never paid enough attention, I guess. <laughs> this is like when I discovered that I really do like horror movies. Yeah. Like, maybe I really do like fighting movies. I <laughs> loved this movie. I was like, that was great. This was his blind fighting, his, the moves, the training. I was so into it. Yeah. I loved it. I give it two thumbs up. I recommend it. Like it's one of those things mm-hmm. that's very surprising because I just think back on the very last movie we talked about, She's Out of Control, which was probably a movie that ran or had a very similar running time to this. Yeah. This movie flew by. Oh, so quick. I think I, that was another great thing is I was like, what, where'd it go? Where'd I not? was so amazed. I could have taken in some more fighting, especially blind fighting. This was so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One I, more flashback. I loved it. I loved it. Super fun. Yeah. Exactly the reason we do this podcast. This was yeah. a great, I'm going to call it a discovery because I didn't remember a moment of this movie. So, yeah. No, yeah I agree. Great. I agree. So what is your recommendation from this? Well, so the fighting sort Mm -hmm. of reminded me of, okay, so I thought about the way pit bulls are sort of abused and and they're put into the fighting. Did you ever see the documentary? It's called The Champions. I have never seen that, no. It's about the pit bulls that were rescued from that Dick Michael Vicks. Oh, that like dude fighting man. thing but it's a really sweet documentary about the pitbulls that were rescued from there mm-hmm. and how they changed their lives but also the story about what happened to them when they're it's really good there's also a book called um pitbulls the battle over the american icon oh um it's it's a really good book about pitbulls and how they're misjudged and they're they're taught to fight and i guess in the way they're their own blood sport. Anyway, we should do a sports podcast at some point <laughs> where I talk about uh, Giants jerseys and yeah, you talk you know, about Michael yeah, Vick. I mean. <laughs> All right. Well, my recommendation is a movie that I don't want to – I don't think you should watch it because I feel like we will do it on the podcast at some okay. point. So I don't okay. want to ruin it. Because it's a movie where after you said you loved Sleepaway Camp, there was a movie I've been thinking about for a while. Mm. And it's a movie called The Burning. And it's kids, summer camp, slasher movie. This is a movie that's way better than it actually should be. Okay. A young George Costanza's in it. Oh. And it's just about a guy. I think he was like a caretaker on the camp that was burned to death and then... Mm. He wasn't really dead. He comes back to exact revenge on campers for no reason. Um, But the reporter in this movie plays a camp counselor in it. And so it's a reason for me to talk about the burning and to tell people to go see the burning. I like it. It is a good slasher amongst all the terrible, like, Friday the 13th ripoffs. This 
The burning it's and quality. sleepaway camp are probably the best too. Yeah, and so it's an '80s movie, so we might get. Yeah, to it's '81. It. Excellent. So we okay. might do it. I. Okay. We have to do it at some point. Yeah, well, I think we need to. Fun. Yeah, it's your recommendation, and it's along the same lines of sleepaway camp. I'm in. Yeah. So I have been waiting, Jamie, for uh, a very long time now. Uh, the moment I realized when I said when I texted you and I said. Oh, you know the next uh, episode, your birthday pick, and yeah. you were like, "Fuck yeah, dude! I got it!" And you will find out when yeah. I announce it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, what did you pick last year? Was it the toy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, okay, okay. So I've got a little backstory here. Okay, for my for my birthday pick, because there is there's there's a few solids that come back around every time. Is I think it Bloodsport Two? <laughs> <laughs> no, but had I seen it, had I seen this blood sport before making my pick, it might have been. Um, and and now that I know that I'm a Jean Claude fan, maybe next year's birthday pick will be another Jean Claude Van Damme movie. But but we couldn't do two back to back. So anyway, so so oh, I don't think we've mentioned. It. So I I um <clears throat> I did just experience a, a, a significant loss. Of course, um, my, my dog passed away, and it was very very sad for us. It's our you know, they're, they're like, we don't have kids. This dog was like our child and, and I can't really explain, but I will therapeutically to you and our audience, how, how profoundly sad it really was and still is for me to, to deal Mm -hmm. with this loss. And I thought, well, what better way to deal with it than through maybe this podcast and and watching a movie, maybe that helps with, with loss. And, and I thought first, like there's some great eighties movies. Like there's the 1983 terms of endearment is a, is a terribly sad gut wrenching (laughs) movie that we don't, we don't cover those kinds of movies. And I thought maybe, maybe we want to open that part of us up. Right. And, and watch a movie like that. And then I thought, I thought, no, (laughs) no, we don't want to do that. No, you don't think so. So I'm going, I'm going a little, I'm going titular actually. And the movie I picked is a cartoon. It's 1989's All Dogs Go to Heaven. Of course it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure I will. So anyway, so I didn't, we could have gone dark and deep with with our movie pick, but instead we're doing a cartoon. So I love, we don't do enough cartoons. I've been trying to figure a way to get... The Transformers movie in here or the Care Bears movie in here. It just hasn't worked out. So I kind of rely on your birthday picks to get cartoons <laughs> so there into we go. this podcast. Well, here we uh, go. All right. Okay. So we're staying in the late 90s. Yeah. Late 80s. Because we don't do That's 90s what movies. I meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're in the late. It's 89. So we're really at the cusp here. Um, all right. But I, I think you'll, I think, I think it'll be fun for you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So in honor of your dog. Bachi. Mm-hmm. It's not that I forgot the dog's name, although I think you may have picked that up for a second. Uh-huh. I saw. I saw the way your Bocci, eyes were rolling back. who will always live on in this podcast. I'm sure some barking and jingling was Bocci's through the past, and that will always be here on this show. <laughs> so everyone, go out. Find All Dogs Go to Heaven wherever you find that movie. Watch it, and we will talk to you again in two weeks. Mm-hmm. All right, that's it. See you. There ya. we have it. All right. Bye. It hurts to find you the test. No one that you gave your best. As your friend.
not gonna call the cops. I lit a candle for every time uh, Tony Danza hugged a monkey. Okay, well, that is a ton of candles. <laughs> it's like a regular Red Sonia in your house. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs>